Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 624 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today's episode is the third in the Defining Thyroid series, and today Jenny Smith and I will be talking about TSH testing. The Defining Thyroid series will be a short but important series of information about living with thyroid disease. Also about how to identify it, test it, get your doctor to take you seriously, how to get the medication right, and all kinds of other stuff. It's possible that thyroid's going to come up in your life with type 1, and knowing what to do if it happens is a big deal. Wasted diagnosis time is wasted lifetime. Please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you're a U.S. resident who has type 1 diabetes or is the caregiver for someone who has type 1, you could take the survey at t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox in fewer than 10 minutes. When you do this, it will be completely anonymous. It will be HIPAA compliant. You will be helping people with type 1 diabetes and you will be supporting the podcast. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. If you're looking for the Defining Diabetes series, they're available in your podcast player or at juiceboxpodcast.com. At that website, you'll also find the Diabetes Pro Tip series, Ask Scott and Jenny, the Diabetes Variables episodes, After Dark episodes, Algorithm Pumping-based episodes, How We Eat series. It's all right there. It's either in your podcast player or at juiceboxpodcast.com. At the end of this episode, and at the end of every Defining Thyroid episode, I will list the symptoms of hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, and Graves' disease. Start here, just TSH testing, right, um, is, this, is described here as the first line of testing for hypothyroidism. Your doctor will measure your thyroid-stimulating hormone, which is TSH, levels with a blood test. TSH mm-hmm. is secreted by the pituitary gland to stimulate thyroid hormone. If if TSH levels are too high, you will likely be diagnosed with hypothyroidism. Now, this is where... People get confused. Yeah, and they get screwed a little too because, um, you know, I'm going to drop this story here a little real quickly. Uh, After my wife had Arden, she started having a ton of symptoms of hypothyroidism. Mm-hmm. And pretty common post pregnancy, and it got worse and worse. And she'd go to doctors, and as it was happening to her, she was also gaining weight. And so she'd go to a doctor. The doctor would hear her. You know, I have you know trouble sleeping. I'm not rested. I feel you know my hair is falling out. Like this stuff. I'm gaining a bunch of weight. And the doctors would tell her, and I feel terrible. But they would over and over again. They'd go, "We'll lose weight, and we'll see what happens." So she'd go home and kill herself trying to lose weight, but she couldn't because her thyroid wasn't working. 
Now, her tests would come back elevated, but not out of range, quote unquote, like okay. not, not out of range. And so no doctor ever would offer her the, um, the medication. Now, we're, you know, we were smart enough to figure out that this is what Kelly had, but mm-hmm. we were younger and we just couldn't get someone to do it. Right. So one day we were in, the, you know, we just started doctor shopping at that point. Yeah. And um, we're in an office one day and the guy looks at her and says, you should try losing weight. And I looked him in the face. Did she punch him? No, I uh, no, I I almost did. She was still calm. One of the one of the symptoms that, that Kelly um, had when she was untreated was that she was kind of nasty. Like, I don't know another way to put it. And yeah. um, I I looked at the doctor and I said, listen, I don't know anything about this, but this medication that treats hypothyroidism, can it hurt her if she doesn't have hypothyroidism? And he goes, eh, not really. And I was like, well, then give it to her and let's see what happens, right? Like, I mean, we'll just use it for a month, you know, and just find out. Right. Two weeks later, I, I've said, you know, privately to my wife, like, she was like the person I remembered again. Yeah. And it was bad. Like, I had dug a hole out back in case I had to, you know, get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was becoming really, really. I know bad. that we joke all the time. So clearly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no real hole. But I mean, like, it was it was to the point where I was like, I don't know, like, what to do for this person. You, you right. know, like, she was just um, unreasonable. And she wasn't herself, really. No, the attitude that was there was relative to a hormone that was. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and this is an aside, but we at that time knew, you know, our kids were younger and Arden used to like play like, I don't know, some sport where we'd all together, you know, parents would get together on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, you know, I'm not making this up. There was one mom who was just known around town to be like nasty. She was nasty. Like she was a mean lady, you know, mm-hmm. and um, years later. We bumped into her somewhere, and she just wasn't. And my, it was so obvious that someone said, hey, you know, you look great. What's going on? And she said, oh, I found out I had hypothyroidism, and I'm treating it now. And I'm telling you, different person. And we got in the car, and I was like, that's what happened to you. <laughs> you are a mean person. Oh my gosh. And not all the time and sometimes just out of nowhere. And I don't, right. you know, I mean, listen, I don't understand everything that the thyroid controls, but that was mood one. is definitely one of them. Yeah. No kidding. Cause it struck my son the same way when he got Hashimoto's too. Like he was mm-hmm. like, we were like, what is, that's what got us to test him. Mm-hmm. was just his personality seemed to shift. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, Okay. So the TSH test is super simple, right? You get a blood test, you're going to come back. But the next step is when your TSH, which we'll, let, let's talk about here, thyroid stimulating hormone, um, mm-hmm. the hormone produced by the pituitary gland that stimulates the thyroid gland to inhibit or release hormones. You, you're going to get that back in a range. Um, Correct. Under two, they're going to call normal. Correct. Right. Um, and in some cases, under two and a half, they're considering that normal. normal. Yes. Okay. All right. I, I misspoke. Okay. Yeah. Usually above like 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5, potentially all the way up to like a four or a five range may be considered normal. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some ages and some time frames like pregnancy, first trimester under 2.5. 
second and third trimester under three is kind of what's looked at in terms of, you know, management goals for those. Um, age can make a difference because as you age, TSH increases with age. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some differences in, I guess, what it brings in is the need to individualize. Yes as we're already used to doing with diabetes. So (laughs) thyroid needs to be individualized too. Yeah, I, listen, I'm clearly not a doctor, but if you ask me privately, I will tell you that if you have symptoms of hypothyroidism, I don't care if that test comes back three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like you make someone give you, you know, uh, the, the, I mean, it's not even, I mean, it is a drug, but it's a little hormone replacement. It's like not a big deal. It's the tiniest little pill and um, make someone give it to you because, because these problems become cumulative and they can get, they can get heavier on your, on your body after time. You know what I mean? It's not, it's no joke. Right. Yes. And some, as you mentioned, in terms of that range and you went forward, especially with your symptoms, you know, with your wife. If your TSH looks normal, but you have symptoms, you're not crazy. Right. Your range may very well not be what is preferred by your body. Mm-hmm. So it's always important to like always step out and say, hey, I am feeling this way despite these levels looking this way. And you know, then another step could definitely be things like the antibody testing and things like looking at T4, T3, free T4, free T3, all of those could be additional steps in looking further. And if you have, if, I mean, if you have Hashimoto's and they can, they can, you know, look at your thyroid or touch your thyroid and see that, then the number, they're not going to argue so much about it. It usually just happens to those people who just have hypothyroidism. And, you know, I'm just going to say this here and I don't mean for it to be, you know, uh, I, I I don't want to be harsh, but I think it's pretty pretty well known that doctors can ignore women's health concerns a lot of times. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, it's a big reason that even in type one, diabetes is considered management strategy, whether you're male or female, mm-hmm. and that, that and we know that that's not the case. Yeah, females have different management needs. They do. So I just think that it's simple. I mean, you see it even with, um, you know, it's a bias you see with with diabetes, too, right? If an adult goes mm-hmm. in to a, an endo's office and has elevated blood sugars, they look them up and down. And if you look thin and fit, then you're type one. You know, uh, if you if you look heavy, oh, then you're type two. These things have nothing to do with whether you're type one or type two. Right. And sometimes often it's even the opposite, regardless of how you look, they don't even look at you. It's just, you've got elevated levels. You're type two because you're an adult. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. You're certain age and that's it. You're certain age. There's a lot of human biases that exist. And I think that my, my wife, by way of an example was, was hit with them when she was Mm -hmm. trying to, because she's taller and curvy to begin with. And so, oh, you're gaining weight eat less, exercise more, you know, like, and then you start thinking, oh, I did just start a new job. I sit at a desk a lot. Maybe it is. And that's the thing where you said, like, don't think you're crazy because like you start thinking like, well, maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, my wife had a ton of symptoms. Like it was obvious to anybody what was wrong with her. Right. And, you know, just nobody did anything for her. 
Well, and I think the bigger picture there too is while you bring in some of the things like, oh, I sit at a desk and, you know, maybe it is that I'm not very active, but if that hasn't changed and you have these symptoms, your body has changed. You haven't changed your eating habits. It's not like you're going, you know, to some donut shop every single day and you weren't doing it before and now you're gaining weight. Well, clearly stop eating the donuts then. But, (laughs) you know, if you haven't and you've got all these symptoms, there's a problem. It needs to be addressed because you haven't shifted anything. I'll tell you right now, with hindsight, I look back, Kelly had Arden and then suddenly got skinny, like which just was not her vibe ever. Like she was just always kind of like she kind of had like a classic American girl look, like if that makes sense. And um, suddenly she was thin in places. And now Mm. I realize, I mean, as we talk about these, you know, these episodes, she probably it came on, she got hyper first, then, yep. the, then the inflammation took over and she got hypo and there we Which go. Which is exactly what happened to my mom right after my brother was born. Really? Yes. Okay. She had all of those. I mean, she had the like, she had the like goiter. She had the like eyes that were oh, like, really? you know, much more pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did, I mean, they did a, what was at that point, it it was like an iodine burnout. It was like a thyroid burnout. Mm -hmm. And now she has, she takes the typical levothyroxine. So she's technically got hypothyroid now because of earlier, what was hyper. So, Hey, just for kicks, does your brother have any autoimmune diseases? So interestingly, he has, the same issue with his parathyroid that um, my dad's sister has. Um, And so that's the autoimmune disorder that he drew the straw for, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess, in which, you know, they, they manage that very interestingly and very differently. And he's got to take interest. He doesn't have diabetes and doesn't take an injection for anything like that, but he takes a daily injection of a medication that helps to manage the problems with his parathyroid hormone. So in another episode, we will go over the parathyroid um, gland because that was the first, like, when when Cole was diagnosed with as he was being diagnosed with Hashimoto's, the doctor thought they saw something on his parathyroid, parathyroid. Gland, and we were starting to talk about having his parathyroid removed, and it was very scary for a minute. Like you know what I mean? Yes. And then it turned and out they try hard. really hard not to remove the whole parathyroid. Right. Um, my brother actually had that done, and that's the reason he's on this really expensive medication. Mm-hmm. When he got a second opinion through the Mayo Clinic, they were like, I don't know why this was done, blah, blah, blah. Oh. I, there's a whole bunch of mess of management for that. I so, see. yeah, yeah. Okay. So we'll get into that. We'll dig yeah. into that in another episode. Okay. So <laughs> I'm dizzy now about thyroid stuff. So, we, <laughs> so, <laughs> so the TSH testing is a simple blood test. I'll tell you that once you're, um, once you know that you have hypo, hyperthyroidism, Graves' disease, whatever, the next thing to really be clear about is, to keep up with the testing, you should get blood work done. I mean, in the beginning, it's pretty frequently, like until they, so they can dial the medication in. But afterwards, Correct. still, I don't know how how frequently do you think somebody who's well maintained should still be checking those levels? 
I would expect every six to at least six months to at least a year should be checked. Um, I mean, I, because of my family history of thyroid disorder and also having type one myself, I get them checked just once a year myself. Um, My mom typically gets them checked about every six months, but she's also, you know, over 65. So she does a lot of other type of, but if you're managed well, the dose is working for you and you don't have a return of symptoms, right? then testing at least once a year, I would expect is probably the, the baseline. It's also important. Like my son actually just yesterday, it's so weird how things line up when I'm recording this podcast. He came to me and he said, Hey, I have to send an email to the doctor. He goes, I'm grinding my teeth, which could be a side effect of some of the medication. Oh, so he's think so it's, what he's saying is, I think I got to get a blood test to see if my TSH is too low and we have to back this medicine off a little bit. Yeah. And how adult of him to Fine. Well, make that yeah. decision on his own. He did a good job. I was, I'm yeah. actually going like, to tell him again, I'm proud of him for paying attention because that's, yes. the, that's the next thing is very much like diabetes. I'm sad to say you're not going to get a thyroid problem, take a pill one day and just forever never think about yeah. it again. Yeah. You're going to have right. to pay. I mean, it doesn't involve the micromanagement day-to-day considerations that diabetes does, right. but it is always something that in the background, again, you yeah. should be paying attention to your body 100%. awareness. Yeah. All right. So we did TSH testing, thyroid stimulating hormones, TSH, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a word you're going to hear a lot if you have it. Um, you want to do T4, T3 next? Sure. All right. Thanks so much for listening today. Please stop back frequently for more episodes of the Juice Box Podcast and to continue with the Defining Thyroid series. If you like Jenny, she's for hire. You can find her at integrateddiabetes.com. She helps people with their type 1 diabetes. She's really good at it, too. If you're enjoying the Juice Box Podcast and you're listening in an app but you're not subscribed or following, please hit subscribe and follow in that app. And don't forget to tell a friend. Hey, uh, if you find the podcast on YouTube, we started putting up animated versions of the Defining Diabetes series. They're really cute, great for kids, very visual. Um, Go find it. All right, now let's go through the symptoms. We will start with hypothyroidism. Hypothyroidism signs and symptoms may include fatigue, increased sensitivity to cold, constipation, dry skin, weight gain, puffy face, hoarseness, muscle weakness, elevated blood cholesterol level, muscle aches, tenderness, and stiffness, pain, stiffness, or swelling in your joints, heavier than normal or irregular menstrual periods, thinning hair, slow heart rate, depression, impaired memory, enlarged thyroid gland. In infants, you're looking for a yelling of the skin and whites of the eyes, which is commonly called jaundice. In most cases, this occurs when a baby's liver can't metabolize a substance called bilirubin, which normally forms when the body recycles old or damaged red blood cells. You also might see a larger protruding tongue, difficulty breathing, hoarse crying, or an umbilical hernia. As progression happens in infants, you may move on to constipation, poor muscle tone, or excessive sleepiness. Hypothyroidism in children and teens may indicate uh, with poor growth, resulting in a short stature, delayed development of permanent teeth, delayed puberty, poor mental development. 
That list is from the Mayo Clinic. Let's move on now to hyperthyroidism. This list is from the Cleveland Clinic. Hyperthyroidism may present with rapid heartbeat or palpitations, feeling shaky and or nervous, weight loss, increased appetite, diarrhea, and more frequent bowel movements, vision changes, thin, warm, and moist skin, menstrual changes, intolerance to heat and excessive sweating, sleep issues, swelling and enlargement of the neck from an enlarged thyroid gland, hair loss and change in hair texture, it would get brittle, bulging of the eyes, as seen with Graves' disease, and muscle weakness. Okay, back to the Mayo Clinic for Graves' disease. You're looking for anxiety and irritability, a fine tremor of the hands or fingers, heat sensitivity, and an increase in perspiration or warm or moist skin, weight loss despite normal eating habits, enlarged thyroid gland, change in menstrual cycle, erectile dysfunction or reduced libido, frequent bowel movements, bulging eyes, fatigue, thick red skin usually on the shins or tops of the feet, rapid or irregular heartbeat palpitations, sleep disturbance. If you, your child, or someone you love has any of these symptoms, please seek medical attention. I want to thank you so much for listening and remind you again to please go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. If you're a U.S. resident who has type 1 or you're a U.S. resident who is the caregiver of someone with type 1, your quick and easy answers that are HIPAA compliant and completely anonymous will be of great value to people living with type 1 diabetes. It will take you fewer than 10 minutes at t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box to make a huge difference in someone else's life. And you'll be supporting the podcast. Thanks so much again for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox podcast.